The good, the true, and the beautiful. You are listening to End of Love Remains. A unique show spotlighting people, ideas, science, culture, and art. Your host, Mike Lovett. Mike Lovett. Hi, my name is Mike Levitt, and I am your host, and this is And of Remains. Thank you, Rachel, for that great introduction. I want to talk something a little bit off the cuff today uh, about something I've been thinking about. I was kind of purged along a little bit. It poked me that I needed to talk about this again by a talk by Jeff Deist, who's the president of the Mises Institute, uh, who talked about bringing beauty back into economics and I was moved by that talk and, and I hope to have him on. We can talk about, about it, um, about that, that address, but, um, because I, I have a theory about the, 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 the concept of the good, the true and the beautiful. Um, and this is an idea that goes back to, you know Thomas Aquinas, really before that, but but it goes back in in early Christendom. Um, a transcendentalist, um, I think they, I think it was at, um, originally the one, the true, and the good, something like that. Um, somehow that's morphed into the good, the true, and the beautiful. I, I don't know the history. That's something I'll have to look into or you know talk to somebody about. But I. I've thought about what are the three things that bring those uh, descriptions together? What makes something true? What makes something good? And what makes something beautiful? Um, and I think one of the concepts, one thing, and not this isn't exclusive, but one of the things I've been talking or thinking about is that it is, is the idea that Well, let me start. Let me start here. Uh, my, I took my family to a uh, uh, on vacation up to a place called Pine Top, Pine Top, Arizona, and they had a balloon festival there, and it was just so much fun to watch these hot air balloons. And there was one balloon that I was drawn to because it had this fractal design on it, uh, and I love fractals. I just I'm fascinated by them. Um, how a pattern can be this be can work all the way up and all the way down. It's really quite beautiful, and they're beautiful to look at. They look a lot of times they look paisley. Uh, this particular one looked kind of like a, a paisley, but it was clearly to me a fractal. Um, but but you see them everywhere in nature. You see them in art. Um, they're quite wonderful. Um, and again, the the concept is that they work all the way up and they work all the way down. You can't get to the bottom of them. And so, and that is their nature. And so, so one of the ideas I've had spinning in my brain is that great art. And, and, and so I'm going to talk about these descriptions of the good, the true and the beautiful, that they're fractal in nature, that they work all the way up and they work all the way down. Uh, 
and I think there's something to that. Um, and you know, I'm not a scholar, so I'm probably, you know, punting above my, my weight a bit, <laughs> punching above my weight. I think it just mixed like 14 metaphors. <laughs> That's okay though. Um, but, but for example, um, and it, it, how do you know if something's true? It's true if it works all the way up and it works all the way down. And that's why we know, um, or, or I, I guess we don't know, but, but like the idea of, of quantum physics and um, Einstein physics, like you have these macro and micro worlds that somehow they don't work because they don't, it's not true all the way up and all the way down. So there, there has to be another theory that, that might work. Um, uh, how about if something is true, if, if, if it, if it's, if it's good to not lie, it's good all the way from a baby, from a person just learning to speak all the way up to the most powerful man in the United States, from the bottom to the top, it's not good to lie. You shouldn't lie. It, it makes the world a weaker place. Um, if, if great art is beautiful, what makes it beautiful? What's well, beautiful from time, from the beginning of time to the end of time, it's beautiful. Um, you know, from the, the, not just from looking from afar, but if you look at the details, um, it's beautiful from a technique standpoint often. And, and this is what's striking to me, especially when it comes to great art. Um, great music, great uh, uh, plays, great TV shows, great movies, great artistic endeavors often have an almost not tragic, but but a almost difficult story behind them, and it infuses the art. And so it's not just the art itself, but it's the story behind the art. It's the artist. It's the it's the um, it's what we have now interpreted that art to be. Even if we don't know the story, we now look at something like the Mona Lisa and we put ourselves into that picture. And so it becomes beautiful. Um, so everything that surrounds great art becomes beautiful and becomes true. And it works all the way up and all the way down. Uh, I think about Shakespeare. And, and Shakespeare is, um, you know, remarkable because um, it, the stories just transcend time. You know, read Midsummer's Night Dream and everybody loves Midsummer's Night Dream. Everybody from the, the, the crazy, you know, and I count myself as one of the crazy hippie, you know, who, who you know, loves you know, Pink Floyd or, you know, the Grateful Dead, you know, to the, the grand scholar. Um, it, everybody loves Shakespeare. If you understand Shakespeare, you love Shakespeare and you, and you know, those stories and that those ideas and, and his prose is transcendent. Um, so I think that, that, that one way to gauge whether something is true or good or beautiful. Oh, good. Let's talk about good. If it's, if it's, or so we talk about true. Well, let's talk about another thing with true. Um, 
And I really want, I would love to talk to Jeff about this because I think, uh, um, the idea, one of the things that attracts me to Austrian economics is that it works all the way up and all the way down. There's, there isn't a division between micro and macroeconomics. If it's this idea that if, uh, uh, as Biden said, well, I believe he's vice president at the time. He said, you know, it, for the United States to get out of debt, we have to get into more debt. I, everybody who's ever balanced a budget knows that's not true. And yet somehow in some mathematician's macroeconomic brain, it works. That doesn't make that, that it was, a lot of times we would call that common sense, but I would say that's just on the face of it untrue. It can't be true. It's like saying, that's like saying it's a, it's a married bachelor or something like it's, it doesn't work. And, um, and, you know, and so in, in, in the ideas of Austrian economics, all those ideas work all the way up and all the way down. Um, you know, starting with sound money, starting with the idea of, uh, um, what, what drives, what motivates people to, to trade. It's really fascinating. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I think, um, I, again, this is a little bit off the cuff, um, but I, I, I kind of want to start thinking in those terms and I would really, you know, in this short podcast, I would just encourage people to make something beautiful, to say something that's true and to recognize the good. I think if we did just a little bit more of that, we can maybe not change the world, but we can change our little world and that's okay. That's good enough for me for now. You know what I mean? So I'd encourage everybody to do that. Create something beautiful, say something that's true, and appreciate something that's good. You've been listening to And If Love Remains. installments requested by Dr. Levitt. We're trying to be in compliance here because we're taking him and that whole organization down.